Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this What Else? But Lego Wednesday. And here's why. Everywhere I go these days or everywhere I go for the last 24 hours, D, it's blago, 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 blago. Blago, 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 blago. The story was breaking yesterday as we came on the air. We talked a lot about it yesterday. Now we've had 24 hours to marinate in, and there's even more to talk about. Of course, let's go back to the basics. President Donald John Trump commuted the sentence of former Governor Rob Blagojevich, who was in jail, uh, federal prison. for He was sentenced to for 14 years. He'd already spent eight years in prison for extensionally extorting money or attempting to extort money from people who do business with the state of Illinois or people who are interested in filling the vacancy created when Barack Obama, the Senate vacancy created when Barack Obama went to the White House, all right? That's what he went to prison for. Uh, and, And I must start by saying this, I said it yesterday, I've said it before, Donald John Trump was right. Yes, indeed, D, I never thought those words would come out of my mouth, but Donald John Trump was right. To commute the sentence, eight years is more than enough for the crimes that Blago committed. I say that even though so many of my brothers and sisters in uh, the journalistic business are outraged. Uh, I think that Donald John Trump was right. Eight years was uh, more than enough uh, for the charges against Blago. That said, good God, Blago looks great. Can you believe it, D? Uh, last night, my wife and I were out, we're eating a, a dinner in a bar, and up on the TV, uh, above the bar was the TV, the sound was down, and there was Blago in the, um, I think the airport in Denver on his way home to Chicago, and my wife was like, good God, man, he looks as fit as a fiddle. He was like, he, he was in great shape. His hair, of course, was freaking perfect. By the way, time for a little... A headline battle here. We like to do this on the Ben Jarofsky show. Uh, we compare headlines on big news of the day between the Sun-Times and the Tribune. I love headline battle. Headline battle is a great game. And I just have to say, more often than not, I believe my beloved Bright One is uh, the winner of headline battle. But more often than not, Dennis weighs in with the Tribune. I think in, you know, uh, in the podcast world, uh, you would call it Battle of the Headlines. It's more of a segment name. Wow. Battle. Battle of the headlines. Check it. Anyway. Battle of the headlines. So which one do you want first? <laughs> I like the word. So which one do you want first? Tribune or Sun-Times? Uh, lay it on with the uh, Tribune. Okay, here's the Chicago Tribune headline, and I'll try to get through it. Keep in mind, I didn't get much sleep last night, so I hope I make it through without oh falling my. asleep. <laughs> uh, here's the headline. Is, is the camera working? Yes. Okay. Blagojevich released from federal prison. Trump commutes ex-governor's 14-year sentence. I like that. Mm-hmm. To the point, you know what you're getting into when you read it. Good job, Tribune. Okay. Here's my beloved bright one, home delivered every day. By the way, the Tribune's home delivered, too. Here we go. All right. With a picture. <laughs> Blagojevich looking great. Fit as a fiddle, as my wife said. Here, let, a, me, let me, oh, yeah, read it, and I'll show everybody okay. on the camera. A free main. A lot of people are not like, I don't get it, man. Maine, like a mane of hair. You know, uh, Rod's got great hair. A free man, a free mane. You've put the E in the anime. Who are these geniuses? They're like poets. These poets, these headline writer poets. And then underneath is the informational 
uh, headline that you love. Disgraced ex-governor Rod Blagojevich released from prison after President Trump commutes 14-year sentence. So it's like the attention grabber right underneath the head, uh, the picture of Rod Blagojevich looking fit as a fiddle. And then my favorite, this has absolutely nothing to do, nothing. There's a kid in the background going, oh my God, what's going on? Anyway. Looks like Macaulay Culkin. It does. Anyway, I think Dennis agrees the Sun-Times wins no, again. No, no. <laughs> Chicago, you know, you get caught in a little uh, corner when you do these puns, you know, and then you got to top yourself with the next pun and uh, yeah. free main. I don't know, guys. Maybe jumping the shark there. I was a free main in Paris. Oh, Sorry, boy. that's a song from the uh, 60s, I want to say. Anyway, he looked great. Chicago Sun-Times, quite the pun issuers. Uh, and uh, now, uh, speaking of great, let's give a shout out to uh, Justin Horwitz, our guest on the show yesterday. This is while the news was breaking. Horowitz. Just Horowitz, political strategist. I know he's listening out there right now. He was absolutely right on target. He explained the play. Here's the play, people. All right, I know you're thinking like uh, so all you Trump lovers are out there. Well, well, he, he let him go because of, for humane reasons, uh-uh, negatory. He let him go because he knew that Robert Goyevich was going to be a very potent and powerful weapon in his re-election campaign. And no sooner said than done. Just like Justin said. Justin said on the show yesterday, you watch. You watch. Bogoyevich uh, is going to immediately go on the attack, attacking Democrats, praising Trump, talking about tr how Trump is a champion of criminal justice reform and how Trump is releasing people who have been unfairly uh, and uh, unjustly sentenced to long years in prison, probably call themselves political prisoners. You know what I'm saying? Like Trump is some kind of liberator and Trump's the real reformer. He goes, you watch. And it's going to be a, a pitch essentially to black voters. Uh, coupled with, remember that Super Bowl ad? Justin didn't mention this, but there was a Super Bowl ad that Trump aired, uh, which showed Alice Marie Johnson, a black woman from Memphis, Tennessee, who was, uh, he released, she, he commuted her sentence on a, a drug trafficking charge uh, to show that he had great sympathy uh, uh, for black people. It was part of it. This is part of his effort to win over the black vote. And Justin predicted that uh, he uh, would, that that's the whole purpose of releasing Blagojevich early. And sure enough, Rod Blagojevich delivered, uh, D's got some uh, tape of the press conference that Blagojevich held at, the, at his house today. All the reporters, like classic Chicago press crew, oh, get there, they're driving down to Wilson, down Wilson Avenue, uh, we're just not far from where young Dennis lives, by the way. Really? Yeah, you live about... Okay, I, don't, uh, give me my, don't give everybody my oh, specific address. I won't give the specific address, but if you just want to stop in someday, ding dong, hi D, I'm here. Uh, Dennis lives about uh, maybe a three quarters of a mile to the west of where Blago lives. Anyway, wow. uh, they, 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 uh, they, all the reporters were there. Blago came out uh, on the porch where he always gives these press statements, and he just flawlessly extolled the virtues, in quotes, of Donald John Trump. So, yes, uh, you were right, Justin. That, that was the play. The play was to turn uh, Blagojevich into, what does he call himself? A Trumpocrat. And now he's going to pretend as though Donald Trump is the reformer. Oh, my God. I hope that doesn't catch on. Uh, this is what I say. Justin and I have a little disagreement on this one. Justin thinks it'll work. I don't think it'll work. I have more confidence in the voters. Now, I, I, you know, I'm older than Justin, so I should be the cynical, jaded one uh, who believes that the voters are so, so, so simple-minded that they'll fall for anything. 
It should be me who's saying that. And Justin, he's young, he's idealistic. He should believe that voters have more sense. But Justin, I don't think it's going to work. I'm just putting that out there. I think the voters are too smart to fall for it. I'll tell you what else that was on my mind. I couldn't sleep last night. You don't want to, you don't want to, you want to know why, D? I was so excited to see what the Tribune was going to say about this one. I was up reading a book, waiting for that little, the sound of the newspaper landing on my front porch at about 4.30 in the morning. They rushed outside. I took the Chicago Tribune. I read Johnny Cass. I read the editorial page because, okay, just so you know, uh, the Tribune's editorial page and John Cass uh, share a common passion. They can't stand Blagojevich. They think Blagojevich is the epitome of, the, of all that's wrong with Illinois and Democratic politics. At the same time, they wear the MAGA hat. They're huge Trump supporters. They love Donald John Trump. All right. So I was like, all right, how are they going to work their way around this baby? It's their hero, their leader, the guy that the shot caller who let Blago out of prison. They let the man that they say is the symbol of all that's wrong in Illinois. So how do they do it? Well, they just did it the, a very skillful way. D. They just kind of avoided mentioning Trump. <laughs> well, Bl they, on and on and on about how horrible Blago is. At some point, the Tribune mentioned, uh, oh, yes, by the way, uh, Donald Trump commuted his sentence then back to all how horrible Blago is this is going to be so funny to think about the Tribune uh, and their uh, right-wing columnists uh, joining forces with Blagojevich uh, to uh, help re-elect Donald Trump I'm just looking forward to those rallies they're all wearing their little MAGA hats <laughs> on stage with Donnie Trump let me just say this what Donald Trump did was not just uh, out of feeling the goodness of his heart because he felt compassion for Bogoyevich and his family. Oh, no, he had two points. One, Bogoyevich and he shared the same enemies, essentially the same federal prosecutors who sent Bogoyevich to prison were the ones who were going after Trump. So it was important to undercut their case by showing somehow or other that uh, Bogoyevich was an innocent victim. And Bogoyevich will be playing that theme. Dennis will have the tape uh, in a little while ago. So it's that was part number one. Uh, part number two was to set up probably for the pardoning of Roger Stone and other felons uh, in the Trump administration or in the Trump universe. That's probably to come. Uh, and then third. Essentially, Trump and Blagojevich were accused of the same crime, extortion. In the case of Blagojevich, it was extorting campaign funds from people who did business with the state. And in the case of Donald John Trump, it was extorting a comment from the president of Ukraine that they were investigating Joe Biden. It was extortion. So if Donald Trump minimizes uh, the offense of extortion by letting Blagojevich goes, well, why, how can you hold Trump accountable for the same crimes? Very simple. So now extortion is no longer a crime uh, in Donald Trump's universe. I want everybody to think about this. Donald Trump, let's see, uh, he has defied congressional subpoenas. He has uh, ordered that White House aides not testify uh, in congressional hearings. He uh, has denounced in tweets by name prosecutors, witnesses. He's fired people in the White House who've dared to uh, appear before Congress and testify under oath. He's punished them. 
He's attempted to intimidate anybody who would dare to speak out against him. He has attempted to intimidate the uh, Congress people who dared to investigate him. This is gross uh, abuse of power. Not one word from the Tribune, not one word from the right, not one word from the Republicans. Meanwhile, they're outraged, outraged, I tell you, at Kim Fox for Smollettgate, outraged. I wonder what Bogoyevich's position will be on Kim. You know, Bogoyevich was, we're going to get into this when he starts co- talking on about injustices in the world and how he's a political Maybe he watched person. that Empire show while he was, you know, in the slammer. Yeah, I bet you there's that one. Well, I like that show. <laughs> I wonder I wonder if Bogoyevich is going to join the Tribune and Trump in calling for the ouster of Kim Fox. Strange bedfellows these days. Politics is always interested, uh, interesting in the city of Chicago. Meanwhile, J.B. Pritzker is giving a budget address. He's dealing with the real substantial problems that the state of Illinois faces to a large degree because of the ineptitude, incompetence, corruption uh, of Rob Lagojevich and Bruce Rauner. Oh, my God. Poor J.B. Pritzker. Nobody's paying attention. The general attitude is boring. Let's go back to Blago, Blago, Blago. Anyway, we're going to talk about it all. We're going to talk about Blago, Blago, Blago. And Pritzker, 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 and a lot of other things. Uh, but first, wait a minute. I have to say who's on the show today. Oh, we have a great show today. Can you please get sleep before the show? <laughs> Mutter- I know you think it's cute, Mutter- but it's not. <laughs> I got about two hours. Oh, oh, guys. <laughs> I got two hours, man. Uh, Monroe Anderson will be here. Billy Branch will be here. Uh, and uh, Peter Jenk will be here as well. But first, the news with the doctor, the young man from Alton, Illinois, that they call Dr. Doobie. How's it going, everybody? I got about eight hours of sleep last night. Fresh as a daisy. You're in good hands with the doctor, all right? More Blago bailout fallout. But first, yes, we have to talk about our current governor, J.B. Pritzker's 2020 budget address. It's been more than a decade since the last contribution was made to the Rainy Day Fund, and it was almost entirely wiped out in 2017 under my predecessor. The budget I am introducing today begins to restore it, dedicating $100 million to the Rainy Day Fund over the next 16 months. Huh? Okay, you know what? On second hand, let's talk about Blanco. Oh, come on. The Rainy Day Fund is important. Sorry, Pritzker. The governor from about a decade ago is getting top billing. By the way, you may want to get used to that for a little bit. All right. Free at last. Free at last. (laughs) Thank Trump almighty. He's free at last. Uh, That's good. Former Illinois Governor Rob Lagoich's 14-year sentence has been commuted. As we mentioned, Blago held a press conference outside of his Chicago home today. We have the audio. Shout out to the Washington Post for that. Let's unpack this press conference. Let's not waste any more time here. And uh, hey, what do you know? We begin with a little uh, out of jail humor. It's been a long time since I've shaved with a normal razor and uh, it takes a little practice. I'm sorry about that. I got to keep dabbing. the. So I have to apologize for his tardiness. He couldn't find where I put his socks this morning. (laughs) Lots changed in the nearly eight years that I've been here. A little out of jail humor from Rob McCoy. So he cut himself shaving and he yeah, was dabbing. He his, yeah, yeah. It was got a little gross there about uh, 20 minutes into it. He'd pull up and dab his chin and I, the napkin was like bloody as hell. That's happened to me, so I can really, uh, you know, relate with him. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it because you never shave. Well, I shave my head, I shave my neck. So, uh, valid point. We uh, want to express our most profound and everlasting gratitude to President Trump. How do you properly thank someone who's given you back the freedom that was stolen from you? Uh, He didn't have to do this. 
He's a Republican president. I was a Democratic governor. And doing this does nothing to help his politics. Uh, president Trump is a man who is tough and outspoken, but he also has a kind heart. And uh, this is an act of kindness, and I also believe it's the beginning of the process to, to uh, actually turn an injustice into a justice. Wow. Let's just unpack that. By the way, this is to say, Blago is a master of the art of BS. He's always been. I followed his career since he was a state rep back in the day. Uh, his congressional office was just on the street for me, D. And uh, he, of course, his career was launched, just to remind everybody, by uh, former alderman uh, Richard Mell, uh, former powerful Democratic committeeman Richard Mell. He's Richard Mell's son-in-law. Uh, and so he owes his career in politics to the Democratic machine just Always remember that, folks, okay? And he's just a master at the art of BS. So just think about what he said. Uh, he's thanking Donald Trump, and this doesn't help him in any way with his politics. And then he goes on to say how Trump is wise, and Trump is tough, and Trump but has a great heart, totally helping Trump with his politics. Justin was right, people. This is all about politics. Donald Trump released Rod Blagojevich from prison precisely because he knew Rod Blagojevich would become an advocate for him in his reelection campaign. Rod Blagojevich is essentially put on the MAGA hat and he is just going to go around testifying to Trump and saying what a great guy Trump's doing. And he's going to say he's doing it as a Democrat. The whole point is like Trumpocrat. He's a Trumpocrat. So the whole point is that there's going to be people Dumb enough to fall for it. And I got to say this. This is the big divide between me and Justin. Justin says he thinks it's going to work because the people of the state of Illinois, he, he's so, so cynical to be so young. But I say they're too smart to fall for it. But I don't know. He's so good. Just listening to Blago right there. On one hand, say uh, he uh, Trump gets nothing politically from this. And then with the second breath, shows you exactly what Trump gets for it politically. Masterful job, Five years for and for me, I spent my first 32 months in prison, nearly three years behind what the inmates call the razor wire, the barbed wire fence. You can't go near that fence. If you do, there are prison guards there armed with machine guns who have the discretion to shoot you. I didn't go near that fence. <laughs> The buildings behind that fence where the inmates live and sleep are squalid places. They're cold and dark like tombs. There were about 900 inmates there. Drug dealers, cartel members, gangbangers, bank robbers. There were men there who committed murder, con artists, a lot of sex offenders. About 2% of the population were in the so-called white collar category. For most of my time there, my home was a six foot by 12 foot, a six foot by eight foot prison cell with four cement walls, a big heavy iron door that can shut you in, a small window with bars on it, and a bunk bed. I slept on the top bunk. Well, yeah, prison's no joke. And this, again, by the way, all the people in prison, he mentioned con artists, of which he is one. Uh, and uh, although you just don't go to prison if you're just a con artist, you got to be caught. And, uh, you know, he was pretty much caught, folks. <laughs> I hate to say it. I mean, he did the, he did shake down people. Now, whether you believe he deserved 14 years is a whole other issue. I don't believe he deserved 14 years. But, he, you know, yes, it's true. Life is very tough in prison. That's absolutely true. But. He did do the crime. I'm just saying. If what are the, what's that old line, D? 
If you can't do the time, don't do the crime. So now he's there crying about it, how rough it is in prison. Hey, man, no one told you to shake down <laughs> the hospital operators who are looking for state contracts. Nobody told you to shake down uh, all the different uh, Democratic uh, wannabes who wanted a Barack Obama seat. Nobody told you to do that. You know, so, I mean, I hear you. It's really tough in prison, and there's a lot of people who are unjustly in prison, particularly for those drug laws, which, by the way, you did absolutely nothing to fight when you had the power to do something about it, Rob Blagojevich. I didn't see you pushing to say legalize reefer. No, now that you're out, you're a big believer, having experienced prison, you're a big believer uh, in the, the need to have criminal justice reform. I appreciate that. I remember Chuck Colson in the Nixon White House was the same way. But when you had power, you didn't do anything about it. So I have a hard time really feeling sorry for the guy because he did the crime. Often late at night, I would look through that window and past those bars out into the night sky. And I think of home. I think of my children. I think of Patty. Sometimes, sometimes I could almost. Is that my uncle? <laughs> I would say to myself, one day, one day I'll make it back to you. And hold your hand, sweetheart. And I would remember what a gracious thing it's been to walk through life with you. Wow. I'll tell you what, he's. <laughs> that, folks. You listen to that, now you know why you elected him twice. Not once, but twice as your governor. And the second time around, it was pretty obvious that he was up to no good. He elected him anyway. The man is pretty good at giving a speech, D. He's standing up. One more time. Dude just got out of federal prison. Think about it. Think about this, folks. He just got finished telling you how rough it is. Talk about the wire, the, 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 uh, the barbed wire, the razor wire, the guards with the machine guns, the little block that he's living in. You know, he, it talks about how horrific it was. And, but he's just like orating without a, there's no, I don't, I bet, I don't have the, the video. Does he even have notes? Does he just speak? Yeah. He's I mean, riffing. I'll just say this about Rob Bogoyevich. He's truly gifted. He's one of the most gifted con artists I've seen in a long, long time. So again, on behalf of Patty and Amy and Annie and me, we want to again express our, our deepest gratitude to President Trump. Like go. I said, as a Republican president and uh -huh. a Democratic governor, he didn't have to do this. Yeah, no. But President Trump is not a typical politician. That's right. <laughs> That's he's for tough. Sure. He's outspoken. He gets things done. He's uh -huh. a problem solver in a business where too many politicians don't want to solve problems. Uh, All they want to do is play politics. Oh, and he get never plays done politics. For the he's, he's, he's got a, I'm a Trumpocrat. The Trumpocrat. That's right. <laughs> if I have the ability to vote, I'm going to vote for him. Well, I don't know that they allow me to vote, but if, but I'll get into that in a minute. But let me just say that that uh, <laughs> president is, is uh, <laughs> he's tough and outspoken, and he has the courage to challenge the old way. That's right. He's the one who's actually fighting to bring real change. That's why he gets so much pushback. But notwithstanding being tough, he's also a man with a kind heart. Rod, you don't have to suck up to him anymore. You're out. You can do whatever you want. You're free. Uh, by the way, this one more time. Uh, all they do. Listen to how he contrasts Trump uh, from everybody else. All they do, he says, they being presumably the Democrats, do is play politics as if he isn't playing politics at that very moment. 
This is all political games, people. Remember what Justin told you yesterday. This is the play. All right. Donald Trump released Rod Blagojevich precisely because he wanted Rod Blagojevich to go on the stump and say exactly what Rod Blagojevich is saying right there. Rod Blagojevich is paying Trump back. Now, if Trump released him just out of the goodness of his heart because he thought it was the right thing to do, that 14 years is too much, then Rob Blagojevich was simply, all he had to do was say, thank you, Donald Trump, and then leave the limelight. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Man, this is payback time, and it's all political, folks. Don't be dumb. Come on. uh, Rob Blagojevich pretty much admitted he's a con artist. Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't say I, Rob Blagojevich, am a con artist. He said they're con con artists behind bars. Folks, you all know in the state of Illinois, city of Chicago, that Rob Bogoyevich is a master of the con game. He's playing it right now. He sees wrong and he tries to write it, just like he did in the case of Alice Marie Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know who she is, the grandmother from Alabama who served 21 years in prison on a life sentence as a first-time nonviolent drug offender. A life step. sentence as a first-time nonviolent drug offender. The first step, let alone them. Alice Marie Johnson's case is probably one of the better illustrations that shows how the federal criminal justice system disproportionately discriminates against African Americans and people of color, and how the 1994 crime bill has led to the oversentencing and to the creation of what the author Michelle Alexander has called <laughs> the new Jim Crow in America. That's right. You know Dump what I'm talking about? That's right. Dump the Clintons. All right, there you go. Michelle Alexander, folks, you should know this. Uh, she wrote a book, The New, uh, New Jim Crow in America. It uh, was one of the most important books of our time in terms of talking about uh, how the Clinton crime bill and the war on drugs has, have incarcerated uh, thousands and thousands of African-Americans in this country, have really played, have destroyed families, destroyed lives, destroyed communities. Uh, it's a very important book. Uh, it is a book, of course, that... Donald Trump has, his entire life has been in opposition to all of the changes that Michelle Alexander has called for. It's beyond irony at this particular moment that Rob Bogoyevich would invoke uh, that book and those themes and her uh, powerful assault on the criminal justice system to extol the virtues of Donald Trump. Only an electorate that isn't paying attention, that is completely <laughs> completely susceptible to a con game would fall for it. But that's the game that's being played at this moment. 1994 crime bill passed by my fellow Democrats before I got to Congress. Fortunately, as soon as President Trump learned of the injustice against Alice Marie, he immediately put a stop to it and he sent her home to her family. And fortunately, because this is a president who gets things done, through his leadership and with the help of organizations like Cut 50, President Trump was able to build the necessary bipartisan support to pass the historic First Step Act, a new law that begins the process of reforming a broken criminal justice system and putting it end to the racist injustice caused by that racist 1994 crime bill. Now, as for me, obviously, I've got 10,000 reasons to be thankful to President Trump. I'm obviously thankful to be home to have my freedom back, to uh, just be able to hold my wife's hand. But most of all, I'm thankful to you, Mr. President, for giving my daughters their father back. My daughters are growing up, and the day is not too far off when they will go out into the world on their own. Now I wish I could slow down time, 
But no matter where their life's journey may lead, they will always take with them the realization that the kindest gift they've ever received in their lives came from you. Thank you, Mr. President, for what you've done for me, but better, far, far better, thank you for what you've done for them. Wow. Coming to a Trump commercial sometime soon. Uh, and remember, <laughs> this is not political, right? This is not political in any way. Uh-uh. You know, mentioning Michelle Alexander likening himself to uh, black political prisoners. Uh, this is not political in any way. Rob Bogoyevich is just speaking from his heart. Donald Trump, the liberator. Monroe Anderson has entered the building. Monroe Anderson has entered the building. We'll see if Monroe Anderson, we got to play some of this stuff from Monroe, see if he too is convinced by the rhetoric, the passionate speech of Rob Bogoyevich. Maybe Monroe, who's been consistently critical of Donald Trump, will now say, Ben, I was wrong. Rob Bogoyevich was right. Donald Trump is a liberator of black people. Uh, by the way, I just want to point out, we had uh, Sparky Rose uh, on the show last week. He's an expert in all things marijuana. <laughs> Donald Trump and the Trump administration uh, are the ones who continue to make marijuana a federal offense. There's people still in federal prison uh, because it's against the law, uh, the federal law. No matter what they do in Illinois, it's against the law in this country to possess marijuana. Okay, so if Donald Trump really was, really was a believer in the uh, criminal justice reform, he would legalize marijuana on a federal level. That would we do right now and then let people out of prison who are unjustly in prison for this corrupt uh, war on drugs. Now, by the way, if he did that, I would really welcome. I don't even care if what political ramifications there would be, Monroe Anderson, I would I would be like Rob Blagojevich. I would say, thank you, Mr. President. Careful so, what you say, because he may do that. Well, he may do it. You know what? And if that's what, if that's what it takes to get some sensible changes in our drug policy, I would have to thank President. Right. I don't know if I would vote for him, but I'd still have to thank him. All right, we got one more piece of audio to play from Rob Blagojevich's press conference this afternoon. Let's hear it. Wait a minute. What is this? <laughs> well... We didn't get it right the last time. Oh, it's a Bloomberg ad. <laughs> How'd this get in there? This guy's everywhere. I'm Mike Bloomberg, and I approve this message. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, <laughs> you can't escape this Bloomberg. You got in the middle of my... All right, here we go. I'd like to thank a few people real quick. I'd like to thank uh, my old friend, the Reverend Jesse Jackson, uh, for his voice and for his help and for his support. Yeah. I want to thank um, my... Uh, friend and former colleague in the Congress, Congressman Jesse Jackson Jr., for his friendship and his support. I want to thank Patty's dad for uh, Alderman Mel, Richard Mel, for his love and support to our daughters and to his daughter, Patty. I want to thank this mystery man, a young man who brought all this about. I just met him yesterday, and this is Mark Vargas. He's uh, quite a guy, and he's, uh, he, he's the kind of guy who can get you out of prison if you find yourself stuck there. And I'm really grateful to his efforts and what he's done on my behalf. The scriptures teach us and history shows that in the long run, right defeated will in the end overcome wrong triumphant. And as Dr. Martin Luther King used to say, truth crushed to earth will one day rise again because no lie can live forever. I'm returning home today from a long exile, a freed political prisoner. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Let's just, <laughs> first of all, 
thanking uh, Jesse Jackson and Jesse Jackson Jr. I just want to point out that Jesse Jackson, he wasn't so nice about Jesse Jackson Jr. back in 2008 when he was wheeling and dealing with the Obama White House or the incoming Obama White House, if you will, to try to figure out what he could get from Jesse Jackson Jr. to uh, appoint him to fill the vacancy uh, as a Senate a senator in Illinois. So it's interesting. Now he loves Jesse Jackson Jr. Uh, well, he had a lot of time to think about it. I see it eight years to think about it. You're right, Monroe. Uh, that's interesting. He's, he's like thanking every black person in the world he can because I just want to tell you folks one more time, this is the play. This is the play. Rob Bogoyevich's job from here on out is to be an advocate for Donald John Trump in the black community. Somehow or other, they've decided that the way to get black voters to vote for Donald John Trump is to have Rod Blagojevich liken his situation, his Rod Blagojevich, who is in federal prison for shaking people down to what? Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King in the Birmingham well, jail. No, he was quoting the new Jim Crow. Yeah, he, right. we talked about that. Oh, Quote, okay. Michelle Alexander yeah. and uh, Rob Blagojevich are allies. So now he's somehow dragging Michelle Alexander into this who game. I, who I bet a hundred bucks would, would not agree with him one bit. You know, I just read the, uh, it's funny you should say that. I just read the postscript uh, or the, the new um, uh, introduction to uh, her book that just came out uh, in paperback. And she's ripping Trump, okay? But now, somehow or other, Rob Bogoyevich has dragged her uh, into this. And I just want to say one thing. I didn't hear a shout-out to Leonard Goodman. Leonard Goodman is a lawyer here in the city of Chicago. He comes on this show from time to time. He's... Uh, left of center. He's even left of where I am. Wait, I think I hear a bus pulling up in the city of Chicago. Yep, there we go. Throw Leonard under the bus. So anybody who believes that Rob Blagojevich is for real, the guy who fought the hardest to get him out of prison didn't get a shout out. Richard Mel got a shout out. Richard Mel was the guy to start the investigation by alerting people to the fact that Rob Blagojevich was up to no good. Billy Branch is in the studio. He's been around Chicago. He knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> he remembers all this stuff. So it's funny. I just did not hear a shout out to Leonard Goodman. It, maybe Leonard's too left. Isn't that what happened to lefties? He usually throw lefties under the bus, D. So it's interesting. He's thanking Jesse Jackson. He's thanking Jesse Jackson Jr. He's, you know, uh, talking about Michelle Alexander. I, I, he didn't mention Nelson Mandela. I'm surprised he didn't get around to Nelson Mandela. But uh, Leonard Goodman, now one word for Leonard Goodman. Well, if that does happen, Leonard, you always have a home here in the Ben Jarofsky Show. We'll throw you on the microphone and you can talk all about it. So there it was, everybody. He, he didn't thank Barack Obama for giving up the seat to begin with. No, he didn't. By the way, none of this would happen. Barack Obama had simply commuted uh, Blagojevich's sentence back in 2016, which a lot of the Blagojeviches were really hoping he would do that. Yeah. Uh, we would not have Rob Blagojevich as a salesperson for Donald John Trump. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture, food, arts and entertainment, weekly concert listings, weekly event listings, the environment, travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader, free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. How did you go from sharing stories over the years to deciding to write a book? Good question, Mayor. Good question. Hey, everybody. What you're about to hear are the piano stylings of Jeff Manuel. 
man, listen to Jeff go. Jeff Manuel has been playing piano around Chicago for years. He's played for conventions, for celebrities, played in basement bars with blues bands. He's played at prestigious social clubs, fine restaurants, and in the intimacy of private homes. Book Jeff Manuel at jeffemanuelpianist.com. Don't worry, I'll spell his name at the end of this commercial. You know what Chicago Magazine said? They said that Jeff Manuel is, quote, as comfortable with Chopin as he is with Cole Porter. He's excellent, and his performance is joyous. He offers an elegant stream of compositions and interpretations that entertains the mind but won't hurt the ears. To hear more of Jeff Manuel's work and to book Jeff for your next event, go to jeffmanuelpianist.com. I'm going to spell it out for you, people. J E F F M as in Mary, A N as in Nancy, U E L P I A N I S T.com. Take it away, Jeff Manuel. Ben Jarofsky, I need you to respond to a listener comment. Mm. This comment comes from our good friend and Ben Jarofsky show devotee, Alan. Mm -hmm. Alan, well, he has a minor beef with you, Ben. Mm. We actually uh, read a debate comment from Alan on Thursday, and Ben, he's been a listener since the radio days, and we'd like to keep him downloading, so please, when responding to Alan, be nice. (laughs) Be nice, okay? I'm always nice. All right, on to Alan's comment. Mm. Alan writes, or types or posts or whatever mm-hmm. second day in a row you call Blagojevich a con artist mm-hmm. by the way for those who haven't been following the news at all this week president donald trump commuted the 14-year sentence of former illinois governor rob Blagojevich. Mm-hmm. Uh, second day in a row you call Blagojevich a con artist second day in a row i disagree with that I think you're wrong that Trump is going to have Blagojevich stump for him this election cycle, something that we've been saying uh, quite a few times here on the program this week. Uh, Alan says, I think they both serve their own needs. And I really think you're wrong that somehow Trump is going to use Blagojevich for gaining African-American votes. The real crime that Blagojevich committed was being an adversary of Mike and Lisa Madigan. As much as I love Blagojevich, I'm still with Bernie, Alan says, even though the Democrats are actively trying to screw him over again. Wow, lots to unpack there in that letter. First of all, D, uh, I just gotta say, I'm I'm capable of having a civil disagreement with somebody. I'll prove it. Just Wednesday, Monroe and I had a very civil disagreement over uh, Chris Matthews. Monroe loves him, has a, a I love Chris Matthews tattoo. And uh, you know, I think Chris Matthews is a joke, but you know, but. Monroe's still my friend. He's coming back on Wednesday, you know. That tattoo, he had a heart and everything. (laughs) I heart, CM. He loves Chris Matthews, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, So I'm perfectly capable of having civil. Maya and I disagree on stuff all the time, man. Uh, So, you know, she comes on the show every Tuesday. Uh, So anyway, I'm perfectly capable of uh, disagreeing with people. So in terms of what Alan has to say, I'm just going to have to say as uh, politely as I can, I completely and totally disagree with you on this particular point. Uh, I do believe that Rob Bogoyevich is a con man, uh, that uh, I do believe that uh, Rob Bogoyevich has essentially as a governor masqueraded as a progressive every now and then he did something remotely progressive like um when he made uh 
tra- uh, train rides free for senior citizens. I actually applauded him for that. Uh, but by and large, he was indifferent to the duties and responsibilities of being govern- governor and paid no attention to him and uh, didn't deal with any of the issues we faced. Didn't take any serious attempt, first of all, to like pass a progressive income tax. Would have been the number one thing that a progressive governor could do uh, in the state of Illinois. We're finally getting around to that. He never made a move, like for instance, on legalizing reefer. He talks now about criminal justice reform, but at the time, the thousands and thousands of people were being locked up unfairly uh, for possessing marijuana. Never once heard Rob Blagojevich speak out on that, ever. Never took the initiative on it. Uh, it was at the time, Democrats were afraid to even raise the issue. So I gotta say, I do not believe uh, he was a legitimate progressive, but he was a great talker. Uh, he's a very smooth talker and um, he's got a great memory. His ability to recite poetry is astounding. I have to give him credit for that. Uh, and uh, yeah, I do believe there's a political deal between Trump and Blagojevich, an, uh, an acknowledgement that Blagojevich would become a mouthpiece for Trump. We've seen it on display already at his opening press conference. He was extolling the virtues of Donald Trump from the moment he got out of prison uh, at the airport in Denver. And then later yesterday, uh, as I said, and was it yesterday? I'm losing track of time, D. Was it yesterday or Wednesday? I can't remember. Uh, in front of the media and friends of his and neighbors and passerby at his home on the near, on the north side of Chicago. He was thanking Donald Trump. He was bashing the Democrats for the incarceration bill, the Clinton incarceration bill of the 1990s. I got to say, that was supported by Republicans. And I also have to say, yes, he's absolutely correct. My beloved Democratic Party uh, always moves to the right out of fear of being called weak on law and order. And part of the impetus of Bill Clinton going to the right um, and uh, with those unfair... Uh, incarceration policies of the 1990s was because he wanted to prove to the Republicans that they could not outlaw and order him. So both parties are at, uh, at fault in this. The Republicans for their, it goes back to the days of Nixon for their whole strategy uh, to manipulate fears that people have, particularly white people have about black people and the Democrats and their cowardice and, and afraid to stand up to the Republicans. So I believe uh, that I didn't, I don't recall Rob Blagojevich at any point in his career uh, standing up to the Clinton faction of the Democratic Party on these issues, running as a person who is against um, th- these harsh drug laws, the war on drugs. I don't remember him doing any of that. He's doing it now, and he's doing it now to like to say, oh, Donald Trump is a great hero. So he's, yes, he's working as an agent for Donald Trump. Well, what do you say about his comment here? Uh, the real crime Blagojevich committed was being an adversary of Mike and Lisa Madigan. I- <laughs> I I would say this, and I'm saying this as politely as I can, uh, in all due respect to a a listener. I love you dearly for listening, but I completely and utterly and totally disagree with you. I mean, the demonization of Michael Madigan has gone is so deep. You talk about a conspiracy theory. Bruce Rodder spent millions and millions of dollars demonizing Michael Joseph Madigan. So just think about this. Michael Madigan right now is under the same scrutiny by the feds, by the same basic federal prosecutors who brought Bogoyevich down. Bogoyevich and Madigan are part and parcel of the same Democratic Party, the same machine Democratic Party that I've been fighting for 20, 30 years in this town. Madigan is a Southwest side branch. Bogoyevich is a Northwest side branch. Bogoyevich owes his entire career to an alderman and a committeeman, a former alderman and committeeman named Richard Mell, who is his father-in-law. Richard Mell was a very powerful 
Democratic operative on the northwest side of Chicago who is as every much a part of the Democratic machine as Michael Madigan. The feds have been going after powerful Democrats for as long as I can remember, going back to the days of Jim Thompson when he threw Alderman Tom Keene into prison. Sometimes they, they made it to the doorway of Richard Daly, Richard M. Daly's doorway, and then they backed off. I always wondered about that. Why did they back off on, uh, on Daly? But they did. So now they're going after Madigan. They want to throw Madigan into prison. So it's the same people that put Rob Blagojevich in prison are the ones who are trying to put Michael Madigan in prison. So like to say that Madigan is the reason that Blagojevich was prosecuted is to overlook the fact that the same prosecutors who prosecuted Blagojevich essentially are going after Madigan. So no, I don't, I don't believe. It. I think that we have a tendency in this state to absolutely blame everything that's wrong with Illinois or Chicago with Michael Madigan. To a large degree, I think that uh, is a result of years and years of brainwashing by the Republican Party and Bruce Rauner. So, you know, hey, Rauner, you succeeded at one thing. Democrats hate Michael Madigan. So I respectfully disagree with Alan. I'm, I appreciate the fact that he listens to the show. I hope he continues to listen, even if we disagree. I just want to point out, I don't always agree with all my guests, D. As I point out, did not agree with uh, Monroe last week, when he uh, this Wednesday, when he was extolling the virtues of Chris Matthews. All right. Well, if you're like Alan and you have a beef with Ben Jarofsky, feel free to weigh in. Uh, you have a few options. At Benny J Show, B-E-N-N-Y, the letter J Show on Facebook, at Benny J Show on Twitter. And yes, we have an email address, and I check it often. Benny J Show, B-E-N-N-Y, the letter J Show, at gmail.com. I always like reading those comments when someone has a little beef with Ben Jarofsky. Just watch the language, all right? <laughs> We're all friends here, aren't we? Okay, moving on to a story involving Illinois corruption in the year 2020. The following <laughs> comes from the radio station that's way more smarter and professional than this show will ever be. And we'll throw uh, organized and well-rested in there, too. Oh, WBEZ yeah. Chicago. <laughs> A clout-heavy southwest suburb has received a subpoena from federal investigators seeking documents about House Speaker and State Democratic Party boss Michael Madigan. That's correct. <laughs> Proving my point. I did not know about this. Go ahead. According to records obtained by WBEZ, the village of Bridgeview, whose mayor, Ben, for 10 trivia points, what's the name of the mayor of Bridgeview? Landek. Oh, my. Stephen Landek. Nice. I didn't think you would know that. What a dork. <laughs> you gotta give me credit, man. Those are uh, imaginary uh, <laughs> basketball shots he's making. That I'm there. draining. Three pointers, okay? <laughs> Someone's covering me. Bam, in your face. The village of Bridgeview, whose mayor, Steve Landeck, is a Democratic state senator. I can't senator. believe I knew that. Yeah, I'm sad. Man. I'm kind of sad. Uh, we all are. <laughs> I knew that. There's listeners going, what am I listening to? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Steve Landak, a Democratic state senator and longtime Madigan ally, was served with the grand jury subpoena today, Friday, February 21st. The feds are asking for all of Bridgeview's correspondences, including internal emails that involve Madigan and four men who have close ties to the speaker. The feds are also demanding that Bridgeview officials turn over, quote, all records related to... Raymond Nice. 
another veteran campaign worker in Madigan Southwest Side Ward organization. Documents obtained by WBEZ show Bridgeview paid Nice's company $1,000 a month for, quote, business and consulting services. Mm. Nice also had a $1,000 a month deal as a special consultant for another southwest suburb. Oh, this one sounds really fancy. Marionette Park. <laughs> They're going after the southwest. Uh, it sounds like a place that old uh, producer Dennis cannot afford to live in. D- did young Daniel Mialopoulos write this story? Uh, I'll check and look yeah. here. Uh, I know I got it from Capital Facts. I'll uh, check that before we roll on here. <laughs> but uh, Nice also had a $1,000 a month deal as a special consultant for another southwest suburb, Marionette Park, which received a virtually identical federal subpoena to the one Bridgeview got on the same day Bridgeview officials were served. The Chicago Sun-Times first reported the subpoena of Marionette Park on Wednesday. Ben Drosky, your thoughts? Well, first of all, uh, I do not know who the mayor of Marionette Park is. I have to I have to make that confession. Uh, my well, second con- shout out to Kyle. He asks you, what high school did the mayor of Bridgeview <laughs> go to? Uh, Landak, I'll just make something up. He went to Morton East. Everybody knows that. I just made that up. Uh, what if I'm correct? Uh, I'm wow. quitting. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I've spent many years chronicling the, the misdeeds of Chicago Democrats. But my official position now in the age of Trump, until the Tribune uh, starts chronicling the misdeeds of one Donald John Trump, I'm laying off Democrats. Yes, indeed, folks. I'm putting it out there. Uh, they're going, oh, Ben, come on. You got to play the game right. You got to be straight. It, there's only one set of standards. If something, somebody does something wrong, you got to condemn it. I go, You're absolutely correct. It should be that way. But then I look at Donald John Trump and what? He tells his aides, don't abide by... Uh, Congressional subpoenas don't turn over documents when uh, the congressman asks for it. Don't show up to testify. He tweets out intimidating comments about judges. So we're supposed to overlook that and be outraged. I tell you, outraged because of some politician at some small suburb outside of Chicago may or may not have been taking bribes. I, I'm like. It's a bizarre thing. We're going to be talking about uh, this with Romano and, you know, like the double standards that exist in politics today. Like Donald Trump is allowed to say every misogynist thing that pops to his mind and people think, think it's funny, but Democrats have to abide by certain civilities. So it's okay for lawlessness on the part of Republicans, but Democrats are supposed to be outraged and shocked. The Democratic Party as a whole voted to oust uh Rob Bogoyevich to impeach him. I believe, I, I, on second thought, there may have been one vote uh, uh, against impeachment. I, I think there may have been one vote. But it was overwhelming. Democrats outraged, shocked by Bogoyevich. And then it's a Republican who lets him out of jail because it serves his larger purposes because he's about to do the same for Roger Stone. So... I, it's hard for me to jump on, the, oh, my God, this is an outrage. I want, I'm going to crusade. Let's throw all these Democrats in jail when there's lawlessness on the part of the Republican Party. That's all I got to say about it. I know Romana may have a different opinion, but like we pointed out to Alan, we're allowed to disagree and have civil conversations. 
All right, and uh, you were right. It is Dan Mealopoulos that. Uh, Danny, uh, come on, that's a Danny story written all over it. <laughs> all right, and uh, before we roll out of here, let's go over the uh, public events listed for the governor and the mayor. Uh, looks like we got Lori Lightfoot. She today is at Wendell Phillips Academy High School to announce a citywide call to action to end youth involvement in gun violence. Excellent. And no public events listed for J.B. Pritzker. He's had a busy week, though. You know, he gave his budget address on Wednesday. Uh, and actually, yesterday, he, he stopped get, by the bright one. Oh, he stopped by the bright one. Yeah. Yes, he did. He stopped by the bright one. And he uh, oh, ben, uh, he said uh, he said nothing to you. <laughs> he said, not hi. Not tell him I said hello. He didn't make it. Nothing. He I walked go, by him. It, he didn't, he, he didn't make it down to the washroom? Didn't make it down to the washroom. JB, next time you're at the Sun Times, stop on by. And even if you don't make it to our, our beloved little room in the back out by the washroom, why don't you stop by the water cooler and enjoy some of that delicious Sun Times water? <laughs> so no public, but he did give a Q&A yesterday. I have a bit of the audio here. Let's go ahead and hear what that is. We all know what it looks like when we work together. Oh, no. The feeling of making... It's another Bloomberg ad. How did this get this guy, America, these ads come out of nowhere. To contribute <laughs> to help. To provide. Okay, well, right. guess we're not going to hear that. Yeah, okay, it's we'll another, not hear that. It's another Bloomberg ad. All right, everybody, don't go anywhere. The Ben Jarofsky Show will be right back. We are live from the Chicago Sun-Times. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture. Food. Arts and entertainment, weekly concert listings, weekly event listings, the environment, travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader, free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. Did you know that 40% of the people in Illinois opt to be cremated? Well, it's true. And Chicagoland Cremation Options honors their wishes by providing cremation services directly to the general public. Chicagoland Cremation Options provides an affordable, ethical, and easy cremation arrangement, whether in person or online. Save thousands and streamline the process by going directly to Chicagoland Cremation Options. It's a family-owned business operated by my good friend, Douglas Klein. Here's how you reach them. Chicagoland Cremation Options.com. One more time. Chicago LandCremationOptions.com. It's the butter cow, which has nine hearts to represent the nine essential nutrients in milk. That's right, it's made entirely out of butter, and it, you know, it's a state fair tradition since at least 1922. Downloaders, we live stream this program Tuesdays through Fridays, 1 until 3 p.m. Central Time at both Chicago Sun-Times and Chicago Reader websites and the Chicago Sun-Times YouTube channel. And if you join that Sun-Times YouTube channel, you can join the live stream chat. Oh, it's a crazy time. Go join it. Hang with Brianna. Hang with Stephen, Jay Marie, and the rest. It's the Ben Jarofsky Show.